Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, sometimes. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. And guys, the, the cat's out of the bag. Zeke had himself a beautiful, beautiful baby girl. I know I had been saying this for a long time that Zeke needed to have a daughter. It's just one of those things as a dad who has a daughter, it is a different experience. Not everybody understands this. You have sons, you're a guy, you're, you're excited that you're going to have a son, but there is nothing like the love that you have for your baby girl to just change your life. I think it's going to actually make Zeke mellow out a little bit. He might be a little bit nicer. He might be a little more sensitive. It's going to open up a sensitive side to Zeke. But that being said, because Zeke is not here, I had to go to the Rolodex and I had to call one of our very, very good friends. You guys, he has been on the show before. You know him. You love him. Gideon Bowley, thank you for joining. Thank you. You you have now moved seats. You moved over one seat in at the table and you are now sitting in Zeke's seat tonight. How's that feel? Oh man, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. You know, are you trying to channel your inner Zeke with that statement? No, honestly, if I'm if I'm going to be completely honest here, you always ask Zeke to say hello to the folks and I was ready to do it. All right, so wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the- All right, hold on. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Gideon. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> that, that's what you. <laughs> that's what I came up with. <laughs> I feel like because you said it, there was such a buildup, and then after it's like wah wah. I know it's just kind of a letdown. No, it was good. I'm, I'm, right. I'm just giving you hell. This is like you're hazing right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Am I right? Zeke has aloha. You have howdy, y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're not you're not from these parts now, are you? I'm from Texas. Yeah, you're you're like a, a regular old Sheldon Cooper over there. You're, <laughs> you're a genius guitar player who just happens to love bourbon as well. Love might be an understatement. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, for those of you that don't know you, you, you've been on before, but you are. You know, always playing the the Git Fiddle on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Anybody that wants to see you go to Gideon Bowley, at Gideon Bowley. You're you're playing music and it's really, really freaking good. You you just sit there, like the stuff that you just sit there as a guitar player myself, not getting paid to do it. You know, I just play to my daughter now. But the stuff that you just sit there like hanging out. And you just pick it up, and you're like, wait, can you can you do that again for me? Yeah, I remember my licks, even if they're <laughs> you know. But you you just you're like, oh, I just decided to pick this thing up and mess around, and the stuff that comes out. I mean, man, you are a talented, dude. Oh, I appreciate that seriously. It's uh, it's one of those things where I wish. I was always a better rhythm guitarist and, and more of just trying to make people laugh and, and have fun because I was playing covers in the bars. But you just, I it makes me wish 
I knew more scales. It makes me wish that I could read music better. Uh, you, you are just anybody. I know this. I'm going on and, and he's kind of rightly so a little bit, uh, embarrassed right now, but anybody who wants to listen to a great guitarist and, and the Instagram lives he puts out and the videos he puts out, please go see Gideon Bowley at Gideon Bowley on Instagram. Send some love to our Nashville musicians. There's a lot of them out here that are doing a lot of great work, and it's good that that you're getting recognized for that. So cheers, bud. Oh, thanks. Before we get into the bourbon, let's talk about you just went on a, a little mini tour. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you do is you'll you'll work during the week, go on tour on the weekends. Where'd you go? Any good stories? Um, we went to, oh, dude. I, I think I texted you about this, actually. We were driving from Nashville up to, uh, we had a show in Virginia. And you'll never guess where we stopped to get gas. Where? Bardstown. And you when you texted me, you're like, I'm staring at Heaven Hill and Willett right now, and nobody in this car wants to go. Pretty much. We drove by the Barton Distillery. We... Pretty much drove by Willet, and I was looking at. We literally looked at Heaven Hill, and I was like, "Guys, come on, we have to go. Let's just stop into the gift shop. I just want to see. I just want to see." Can I? And they tell were like, you, "We got to go." I will tell you the number one thing to get them is the bourbon balls in the gift shop. The chocolate bourbon balls. Whoa! So any of the gift shops that sell the Art Eatables, and we by no means are sponsored by Art Eatables or have anything from Art Eatables, but. The Art Eatables bourbon balls. I know Willet has them. Mm-hmm. They're so good. But all the distilleries have bourbon balls. They're all good. And all you have to do is tell the guys, like, listen, I will buy some bourbon balls if you go stop at one of these gift shops, and they will love you for it. I will do that next time. Um, I have a friend who's he's playing a show at some distillery. The distillery that does uh, Very Old St. Nick. Um, I don't remember what which one that is very old saint nick has bounced around a little bit so there's been multiple owners there's now one owner that has kind of taken that on and bought that name so when when you see it out there it's not the same stuff that everybody's goes crazy and spends way too much money on but there is now a distillery that will be distilling very old saint nick again so he he's going out there. Yeah, he his artist is playing like a a private show up there, and they tough have, life. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I think they're going to to the distillery, um, and then he says he has a connection over at Willet, so I think he's going to stop over and uh, just kind of see what happens. We'll play some music for him. Drew Drew likes music. I'm sure that's what I told him. Yeah, I was just, like, dude, just bring bring your guitar, show him a couple licks. I'm it, sure he'd be like. Here's a tire barrel. No. Probably. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no, people, I think, give away their firstborn child to get a barrel of Willet right now. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's in the cards. but Maybe not. We've been sipping, by the way. Uh, we, we do need to bring this back around and talk to bourbon for a minute. But mm-hmm. we've been sipping. You have had this Jack's OWA mm-hmm. and Jack's out of Nebraska. It's uh, one of our stores that we really love that is not in Nashville proper, but we, it's Jack's Fremont. If you want to follow follow them on Instagram at Jack's Fremont, F-R-E-M-O-N-T. 
This is an OWA. It is the no flippers pick. It is non-chill filtered, and you went back for seconds. Yeah, I did. I mean, I say that reluctantly, but uh, I mean that with the utmost joy because it's really tasty. And I don't want to give away too much, but you actually went and blew them up on Instagram saying, I love your pick so much. <laughs> I did. I did message them, and I was like, guys, this pick is so good. What is it? I mean, this is a one of my favorite OWA picks of this year. Mm-hmm. It is a non-chill filtered pick. I think I already mentioned that, but there were really good people involved in the pick. We had, you know, Brad Atlas, anybody, and, and I hate name dropping, but there were some pretty good people that were involved in this pick, not just the, the good folks over at Jack's. And the thing I love about this one is it just lingers. And lingers and lingers and lingers. It is a really good pick of OWA, especially when it's 20 to 30 bucks. Right. And you can have just such a good night. You can talk about it. It's such a good conversation piece. And I think that is a really good segue talking about how you can have a really good bourbon like that for 20 or 30 bucks. And we are going to be reviewing two bourbons tonight that are in stark contrast of each other price-wise. Yeah. Very similar in what they do. And that's kind of... Uh, that's kind of a, a an interesting angle of, of both of these bourbons together because they are both sourced, they are both blended, and they are at very different price points and very different age points here as well. So Pinhook, which has had, this is the eighth bourbon release of Pinhook. This is bourbon country named after a horse that you can actually bet on it, races. And then we have Kentucky Owl Batch 8. It is both the eighth release for both of these. Mm-hmm. Pinhook is going to come in at about 40 bucks. Kentucky Owl Patch 8 is going to come in at about 300 bucks. And the age is a little bit different on them too. You know, previously Pinhook had had its stash of MGP that was aging and about every eight months they would put something out. This one to get a little bit wider distribution, they got additional uh, barrels from MGP. These are going to be three years. They aged at Castle and Key for three years. And then, you know, while the, their distillate, which is at Castle and Key, it is Castle and Key distillate, while that ages, they're releasing another uh, MGP. Mm-hmm. This one's three years. They blended it together. Marianne Barnes and, and Sean Josephs together blended this and made the profile. Dixon Deadman. On the other hand, took this Kentucky Owl that's a batch eight. It has a 14-year in there, an 11-year, an 8-year, and a 5-year. So it's four different distillates that were put together to make this uh, release. And just it's older. The It's more expensive. Uh, there were 9,051 barrels in this year's release of Kentucky Owl. So both of these brands are doing similar things in different ways they're both increasing their yield increasing their reach you look at kentucky owl here they've gone from seven states that it was distributed in for batch seven now it's at 28 states so what everybody is really doing here in both of these you know sean josephs and dixon deadman very similar things in the sense that release every year 
It's a batch, whatever batch it is. That's what they blended together to do this. But you are going to have two very distinct bourbons in what the end game is when you actually put it in your mouth. In, in both of the, I know I've been going on, but I've been setting the scene. So, Gideon, what are your thoughts? First off, I I did know that the Kentucky Owl Batch 8 was a small batch, but I didn't know what the years were. I didn't do really do my research on it, as I should have. But You're um, filling in for Zeke perfectly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prime content. Um, it is it is really interesting, and now that you say that, and I look down at my tasting notes that I had for it earlier, I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. Again, and, you are very much filling in for Zeke well right now, because that's something he would say too. Where it just jumps forward like eight steps of where we're at right now. He's like, John, thank you for researching that for me. Because now when you say it, I understand why my notes say what they do. I understand why I'm so smart. <laughs> he had, No, he is very smart. And, and I will, oh, you know, yeah. for all the hell that I give Zeke, he has a tremendous palate. And I trust his palate very, very much. Um, and, he, and he has copious notes. But... I know that he's going to take the time and really evaluate what he has in there. But him and I both have moments where when we look at what it is on paper and you kind of see the, you know, it's almost the the statistics of it, like the height, mm-hmm. weight, you know, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. if you're in a sporting match, did I just say sporting match? Eat. Sports ball. Sports ball. <laughs> Go sports ball. Uh, but if you're, if you're at a sporting event, like say a boxer, and, and I equate a lot of what we do in the tail of, of the tape to a boxing match. So what's the height, weight, reach, mm-hmm. how old are they, things like that. And uh, you know, when you look at these on paper, I would say, okay, a three-year is going to taste more citrusy to me. Uh, and you know, The 14, 11, 8, and 5, I expect to get a little bit more oak in there. So there are things... And this is what I love about bourbon is you can have these preconceived notions in your mind. And then when you taste them, they all go away. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're reviewing these straight. And we'll take a break to actually review them. But we're reviewing these you know, purely on a side-by-side. There's not... And when I say straight, I don't mean like straight in distillate terms. But we are reviewing these side-by-side. They're not blind. I think... Uh, Gideon, for you, we'll get into this, but you, this is your Kentucky Owl. Mm-hmm. And all, I feel, uh, I, I feel like I need to bring you more bourbon to make up for the, what, for sharing this with me, but I'm very appreciative. No. Nah. You know, there's things on paper. Like, what are your preconceived notions before we even go in here? Uh, first off, I mean, I'm pretty new to the bourbon game. I think I, we chatted about this earlier, but I wanted to, to like diversify my shelf a little bit and kind of get some, uh, quote unquote big boys on the shelf and so when batch eight bourbon came out i had previously heard about kentucky owl bourbon and i was like oh i'm gonna see if i can hunt one of these down and thanks to the bourbon community on instagram i was able to find a bottle and get one and even though that yeah the three dollar price point but it's one of those like yeah i think I'll, i've got a buddy in town that i haven't seen in eight years yeah, let's pull it out have a good pour like Something special, you know, something fun. It's you. Know, it's always good to have one on the shelf that for for a special occasion. I think with this one, it, it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just in. Let's talk before we actually have it. But when I 
see something that's $300, I mean, that's two Al Youngs for me. That yeah. is two Four Roses limited edition small batch. That is, you know, three George T. Staggs retail. So you, you think about it that way, $300 is a very daunting number. It is. Especially when you're working, you have a family, you, you could be single and working, but like, it's a big purchase. Mm-hmm. So you you just took the plunge though. You wanted to get something. Yeah, I knew it was coming out and it was one of those that I really wanted to hunt down. So I kind of started setting money aside probably a few weeks in advance and just knowing that if I find one of these, I'm, I'm going to have the money like set aside, ready to go. Um, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to throw it on your credit card, pay for it later. No, save up for your good stuff if you want it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it pays off in the long run. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun. And the hunt was fun. I It took a few weeks and, like, definitely had help finding it. I wouldn't have been able to find it without it. So, And I think that's one of the things that has really changed with social media and, mm-hmm. and hunting bourbon. You got to keep your network wide yeah. and you know, you have to be prepared. Somebody does a favor for you. Not saying there are some people out there that do things and don't want a favor back. And a lot of times that's Zeke and I, but you, you have to be prepared to, to pay it forward. Oh, yeah. it, it, even if it's not the person that uh, paid it forward to you, you have to pay it forward to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what kind of keeps the community going. So, yep. Somebody gives you a tip and says, "Hey, this is at a store. It's a it's an hour away. You got to be prepared to get in the car and go drive there. But also, hey, does anybody need anything when I come back?" Yeah, seriously. Well, and this guy um, ended up driving an hour away to get this batch eight. Ended up popping in through a couple other stores there, and I actually came across a Bell Mead pick that I tasted it in store, and I was like, "This is amazing. I'm just going to go ahead and get it." And I messaged that guy who told me about this batch eight. And I was like, hey, there's this store over here. Um, they have this Bell Mead pick. Have you ever had Bell Mead before? And he goes, no, I've kind of kind of strayed away from it before. I'm like, man, you got to go get it. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, go get it. So he went and bought it. And not even joking, like 45 minutes later after he bought it, he messaged me and was like, dude, this stuff is amazing. Why was I sleeping on this? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Was it know. a store pick or? Yeah, what? it was a store pick. Yeah, you can't sleep on those store picks when you see them, especially, especially the nine and ten years. Well, the the nine through eleven that were uh, distilled in, I think it was October of two thousand six. Yeah, that's right. Those are the ones that you know, the secrets out. If anybody <laughs> secrets knows, out. secrets out. Whatever. But uh, the Bell Mead October of two thousand six. Those are just money, barrels. dude. They are cash in the bank. So good. All right, should we take a break, come back, try these, talk about them, see what we think about them? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Do what Zeke does and fast forward that tape. Don't use that one. We have to pay for it. Oh, frick. (laughs) All right, we're going to fast forward that tape. We will be right back, and then we will actually have these and review them. All right, and we are back. In the break, we had Kentucky Owl Batch 8. We also had Pinhook Bourbon, the eighth release of their bourbon. It is bourbon country. 
Kentucky Owl Batch 8 is 121 proof, 60.5% ABV. There were 9,051 bottles in this yield. As we talked about earlier, there's four different distillates, a 14-year, 11-year, 8-year, and 5-year MSRP of $300. By the way, the mash on this pin hook is 75% corn, 20.5% rye, and 4.5% malted barley. It is aged three years at Castle and Key, but MGP distillate. It was blended and proofed by Marion Barnes and Sean Josephs, where this Kentucky Owl Batch 8 was blended and proofed by Dixon Deadman. Woo! So, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's start with pin hook. All right, you that that's the first one you had. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and talk about the pin hook. Comes in at about forty bucks. You might find it from anywhere from thirty five to forty. What do you think about this one first? Nose taste finish. Let's just go through. It's just the two of us. We can just just go through the notes. It's, yeah, it's all good. I got to start off by saying I've only had the pin hook rye. So this is my first pin hook bourbon. Um, haven't been able to taste all the other ones. But that being said, I did enjoy this one. Um, on the nose, I had this sweet corn thing going on. Side note, I had my first funnel cake the other day. You've never had a funnel cake before? I've never had funnel cake in my life. What kind of a person are you? I don't know. Do you go to fairs and things like that? Not really. Do you ever go to a carnival? Eh, you've got, you're the one with the kid. I, I know. I just was at the Williamson County Fair, and I had a funnel cake about a month ago. Look, we were playing this show, and I was like, I've never had a funnel cake. And everybody in the band was like, dude, we got to get funnel cakes. So we went and got funnel cakes. That being said, on that nose, funnel cake and powdered sugar. Pro tip, ask them for light powdered sugar. Oh, I put it on myself. And then that way it doesn't go all over your shirt. Amen to that. I did discover that. I was wearing a black shirt, and it just kind of got everywhere. Anyways, so you got funnel cake and powdered sugar. What powdered else sugar. on the nose? Uh, sweet corn thing. I said that earlier. That was pretty much about all I got on there. Um, I hit the palate. Um, it had a really nice oily body. It kind of coats like the mid palate. Didn't really hit the front of the back. It was just kind of sitting there. And then I thought it had a really nice minty thing going on. And then as far as the finish, uh, ripe pears and stone fruits. My nose was a little bit different because I got pear fruits, lots of fruit. Did I say fruit? Because I got fruit on the nose. Lots of fruit? fruit. Hey, how much fruit did you get? How much could, how much fruit could a fruit, fruit, fruit? <laughs> I got lots <laughs> of fruit. Tons of fruit. And the taste, much more grain forward than the previous releases. The previous releases were a little bit older, but you can taste the corn. I got a nice complement of toffee wood so there was a dry wood woodness to it or woodiness mm-hmm. to it a hint of pepper and vanilla on the taste and then the finish pepper and wood linger on the roof of your mouth makes you want to lick your lips uh-huh. it this opening up for a couple weeks because i've had this for a couple weeks now yeah very different than when it was on the first crack i think i have talked to i'm not trying to make myself sound cool right now but I have talked to Sean Josephs about this one a little bit, and I said it is much more grain forward. He, his response was that he loves it that way. That's the way he intended it for it to be, because he didn't want the you know I should actually look up exactly what he said, but he didn't want the the barrel to kind of overpower 
what the the distillate actually was. And you know, knowing Sean and knowing that he is a a wine sommelier first and and kind of move forward and into bourbon, it that part is is very telling. Um, you know, if you think about wine, you're never going to do anything to take away the grapes. Yeah. You know, the grapes are, are the main driver of the flavor where, you know, bourbon, a lot of that flavor comes from the wood and passing in and out of the wood. So mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting angle and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. And these are two distillates that or two blends. These are two blends that are doing the same thing in two completely different ways. Right. Yeah. So what it would, so you liked it? I did like it. Yeah. It makes me want to go back and try some of the earlier batches that he had done just to get like a reference point for where he's been and where he's coming or where he's going, I guess. Um, yeah. I'd do another pour. Yeah. I got some apricot in there as well. I, I, you know, I just took another sip and definitely some apricot in there as well, but lots of fruit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the slightness of the vanilla, but the that dryness of the wood was not there previously on my first crack of it. And that's something that's kind of come as it opens up. Yeah. But that linger, you know, for a less than $40 bourbon to linger like that, especially with a three-year distillate. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say three years is super young because there are people that are putting things out after a year. So you know, three years is long enough to be a straight whiskey, but mm-hmm. no astringency. None of that sit the fruit here. Typically, you know, if you have something that's under two years, you're going to taste heavy citrus and and maybe a little bit of astringency. This is very it's almost like a sour fruit, like in pears and and apricots and things like that. It's not a it's not a citrusy fruit. No, it's not. It's really well balanced too. I think they did a good job of blending everything together. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. So, long story short, you see this at a store. It's forty bucks. Would you get it? Yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah, I think so. You kind of so, you you were you were on the edge. You I were, was hesitant earlier, but now that I'm just like, you know, I actually would enjoy that for like a daily sipper. Not bad. And nowadays, daily sippers, what we would go for for 20 something dollars, you know, people aren't finding Weller Special Reserve. People aren't finding uh, things that are out there that, that you would have. I mean, you can get Larceny, you can get Elijah Craig, you mm-hmm. can get a lot of the Heaven Hills you can find as a daily sipper. You can get Makers, you can get Jim Beam products. But to have something that is not a household name, yeah. You know, I know Pinhook eventually will be a household name. They want it to be a, a household name, but you know, to have something that's off the shelf that you can go pull out to your friend that you haven't seen in eight years and say, "Here's something that you might not have had." Yeah, and you might enjoy it, and it's fun. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Pinhook and what they've been doing. And one of the things that is a fun fact on this one. This is the first time it's now released at 95.5 proof. So mm-hmm. Sean and, and Marianne, when they were blending this one, the other ones were more 90 proof. This is the first one that's coming in at 95.5 uh, and they've actually messed with the proofing on this one. 
I think the higher proof on this really serves this bourbon well. But I like that they're starting to experiment and, and I like that they're not staying at the same proof. And it shows that they're really trying to dial in nuances, you know, for the price point and, and the names involved. And I, I'm a big sucker for the horse racing angle because, you know, of my past. And I just really, I'm a big, big pinhook fan. And shameless plug, if you have not listened to the Sean Joseph's interview that we had with him on Dad's Drink and Bourbon, please go back and listen to that episode. It's one it's of a, my favorites. I agree with that. I, I really did enjoy that episode. Super, super nice guy. And he was super candid with us as well. The whole time. Just very honest about his process, where he's been, where he's going. And I... I think Castle and Key, the marriage between Castle and Key and Pinhook is going to be very fruitful. And I think you're going to see a lot of good things coming from that brand in the future. Heck yeah. I love that. Yeah. I will say I'm a big fan of their ride they put out last year. It's and so good. It's so good. And the price is so right. 36 bucks. I, I mean, we're going to... Awesome. Both of these from them the the bourbon and rye that just came out and now there's going to be another rye that will be out here soon oh heck yeah but bourbon and rye and then you have you know bourbon country both of them are under 40 bucks and you're gonna have a good time drinking them mm -hmm. i i'm not you know by no means are we paid or anything from pinhook but i'm a big fan of pinhook i i did magically convince my buddy flew in for a wedding a few weekends ago and we were going to get some bottles at, at a store just for like hangs that night at the buddy's house. And I was like, dude, I know you don't want to spend over a certain amount. Just go ahead and get that pin hook. I know you can't get it in Washington or you probably won't be able to find it. Just go ahead and grab it. It's cheap and it's awesome. And we cracked it that night. And he was like, he took one sip and just gave, he gives me the look. He was like, dude. This is awesome. And I'm like, that's what I know. That rye is really good. It is really good. For a two-year MGP, come on. Yeah. Oh, awesome. it's not even... I I feel like there have been so many things that have come out lately on years that I'm not as sold on years as I used to be. Now, there are some people that just really do not like young distillate. Just like there's people that really do not like old distillate. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get different characteristics in each. But if you think of that as a part of the overall profile, don't look at it like it's a three-year saying like, man, in three more years, this is going to be awesome. Look at it as it's a very good three-year, and this very good three-year is good enough to drink right now. Mm -hmm. They put it out for a reason. Exactly. If, if it wasn't good... I don't think Marianne Barnes would have let this get out, nor would Sean Josephs. Nope. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're both in, if you haven't realized it already, both of us would buy Pinhook. Yeah. Um, just love the balanced, you know, the balance between the fruit and the vanilla and the oak on this one. Uh, and, and lots of, you know, the corn does not take away from this at all. It's nope. a grain forward, but the corn just kind of complements. It's not, it's not too corny. Mm -hmm. It is, but it, it 
it's just a different type of profile, right? Mm -hmm. And you just have to enjoy that for what it is. Yeah. It's almost like a creamed corn or sweet corn, kind of like I said earlier, but. Definitely not a candy corn because there's no candy aspects Mm -hmm. of this. It's just very fruity corn. um, Sweet. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Very, very sweet. And I think that goes with the rye too, right? The rye is a very sweet rye. Yeah. So honestly caught me off guard. Yeah. But it was awesome. I'm still drinking on it. I love it. Wow. Get you another bottle. Amen. Moving on to Kentucky Owl Batch 8. Here we go. This is the big one. That, you know, let's just get the, the elephant out of the room, right? We we talked a little bit about the price, but I think this price of this makes this one of the most controversial bourbons that have been released this year. In in talking to it before I had it tonight, I either get people that are really on the fence that are huge fans of it and people that are are very much against it because of the $299 price. After, you know, this is your bottle, you've had it, but I know you haven't had it recently. You, you opened it up and then and then I was gone for 2 weeks. Yeah, when you when you look at this bottle, it's not doesn't look like it's a 2 week old bottle. So No. Where uh where do you fall on this one in your tasting notes? Um I'll start with the nose. Um local clover honey like wildly specific um and then you know when you go to a like a a nice bar and they're like all right step back i'm gonna flame this orange peel over your drink (laughs) now you you go to nicer bars than i do uh flamed orange peel on that nose and then brown sugar um for the palate um I was getting some jazz apples, papaya, ripe strawberries, and then there was a little bit of oak on there. And I think that's from the, uh, is it a 14? There's a 14, a 14 and year. an 11. Yeah, there. I think it's coming from the 14 year that's blended in. And then for the finish, uh, mangoes, tropical fruit. And you know the uh, those little fruit cups that you can get for like kids? That syrup? Yeah. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very well aware of those fruit cups you can get for kids. Oh, I mean, you should be. And then, uh, like almost like a pineapple thing going on, and then pink lady apples. And then I wrote linger, linger, and linger. It just goes on and on and on and on. I love how specific you get with your apples. I, I really enjoy a good apple. I really do. Are you a big apple connoisseur? Um, connoisseur might be a strong word, but I do branch out of my apples. You gotta mix it up a little bit. You can't just get the same thing every week. No, no. I mean, and and the store might not have the same ones every week, but I definitely appreciate your tasting notes have different types of apples because you got different a- apples and different aspects of uh, your your tasting experience. And I think just to take to take offense to something that you said a little bit earlier, you know. You keep saying that you're relatively new to this whole thing. Those notes are not something that a new bourbon drinker would have. So kudos to you for your tasting notes. I I very much could understand and visualize what you were tasting there. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on to my notes that are not as good as yours. I had apples on the nose with vanilla ice cream. Heavy vanilla ice cream presence, and I love that on the nose. But yes. 
heavy apples and vanilla ice cream, which fades to nutmeg, cinnamon, letting it sit. The cinnamon really is the most prevalent aspect of it after it was open for about 15 minutes on the table. Uh, the taste, I got spicy sour apple. So it's, it's almost like a peppery sour apple. It may, makes your mouth tingle. Fades to oak, caramel, more pepper as it opens. The, the pepper and oak are the most prevalent after it's kind of been sitting there for a minute. And then the finish for me, vanilla oak, tingle lingers towards the front of your mouth while the vanilla caramel oak stay towards the back with the apple. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it kind of splits up. So you have like two different parties going on. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. You might be too young for this, but Nashville used to have a bar called Graham Central Station. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's uh, I, f- I forget what even is there now. It's on second, but the uh, there were three floors, and each floor was a different type of bar. So it's not like Honky Tonk Central, where every floor is country. Mm-hmm. There'd be you know hip hop on one floor, rock on one floor, country on one floor. So there were like three different parties within the same building. It's kind of tight. That's kind of like what Kentucky Owl was for me. Is there's there's different parties going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. One's in the front of my mouth, one's in the back of my mouth. It, it it's a very good bourbon. I agree. And I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. I don't know if I'd spend the $300. I think I remember talking to you about this a while back and I kind of just went ahead and bit the bullet on it when I went out to go get it. But I remember you were like, you know, sometimes if there's a bottle that a lot of people want to try, that's really expensive. Just go in on it with like six guys. You saw what I was going to say. Hey, remember when I said, I'm going to take a different angle on this than what you would expect. I expected it. You did. You called it. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't play me in poker. I'll beat you. Fonzie won. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I mean, I, I think I agree with that statement. Like, even if like me and my buddy would like our dream bottles to get a WL Weller. Like, if we can't find one at retail, we might at some point just go secondary and get a couple other guys and just be like, might as well. Like Bottle sharing is a great thing. And if you, it's get, awesome. you get a bottle like that, you get four guys in and, and you have a thing where you guys are going to, you're going to have a night around it where you open it together. You think of it as more of an entertainment angle. Mm-hmm. So say you're going to pay 100, 100 to 150 bucks to go do dinner and a, a good show. Right. So it could be a play, it could be a concert, it could whatever it is, right? You're going to spend that for a quote-unquote date night or a date night with yourself. You could do that with some friends and the conversation that you'd have opening it up and the experience that you've had would be very special. I probably, I love, so this is good bourbon. It's a very good bourbon. I have to ask myself at $300, is it two times Al Young good? Is it three times George T. Stagg good? It's a very good bourbon. Dixon is very, very, very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't think it's a $300 bourbon. And I know that everybody's going to say, oh, just get on the price. You know, like... If if people want to give me samples of this or op- share a bottle with me, I will tell you it's a good bourbon. 
I think I have to be very selective in what I purchase and what I don't purchase. And, I, you know, I have a kid. I have a family. There's different things for different people. And one of the things that, that everybody kind of has to accept is not every bottle is for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't always go get every single allocated release. I'm not going to go run and get Pappy. I'm not going to always get BTAC. I'm not. Now, if I said to myself, I'm not going to go after Four Roses picks or local Nashville picks, and I'm going to save money up like you did, and I'm definitely going to get a Kentucky Owl, then that's a different story. And I think weighing in, I kind of like having some of those other picks mm-hmm. rather than just having one $300 bottle. Yeah. That, but if I went in on a bottle share and I knew my friends and I were going to sit around and have it and enjoy it, I would totally be game for that. I think next time I want to go make a big purchase like this, especially now that fall has rolled around, I'd be like, hey guys, a brand of a group of like six dudes. I'd be like, hey, it's like 60 bucks each. Let's go to so-and-so's backyard. Let's light a fire. Nobody has to work tomorrow. Cool. Let's finish this bottle tonight. Well, you're always working. I mean, always working. But you you do get those off nights where you're like, nobody has to do anything tomorrow. Cool. It's I mean, tough. Because if this was, even if this was 200 bucks or 150 bucks, I'm in. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was 200 bucks, I'd, mm-hmm, I'd buy Probably two, maybe get one, get stashed it away for next year or something. But it's just the the conversation is tough, and anybody that says pricing does not come into, I mean, you could sit there and say it is a good bourbon, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm trashing it. I think Dixon does a great job. I love what he's done with the brand. I love his story. I love the fact that he's resurrected his family's brand. Dixon can't. You know, he couldn't be a nicer guy. Love the guy to death. I just think that this one is a bar for me. It's one that I would have as a bar and I'd have a special treat having this one. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm I'm very, very thankful. I can't thank you enough for sharing this with me. Yeah. Um it's a bar for me or it's a go in with friends on it for me, but I I just can't spend three hundred bucks on this on my own. Yeah, I mean, I really can't say anything now because, well, well, you're you're a buy. I'm already in. I'm a buy. Apparently, you're you're ready to get another one. Uh, I don't know if I'd go get another one because I did save up for a month and a half. Fair, fair. So yeah, I I think it's interesting putting these two together, and I really liked putting these two together because I like what both of them are doing. Yeah, for different reasons, and. I like, you know, I, I like Pinhook going with Castle and Key. Obviously, Kentucky Owls with Stoli. We're going to have like the Kentucky Owl Disney World there in in uh, Kentucky here soon. Mm-hmm. But really, really enjoy both of these for different reasons. I just think it's a lot easier for me to go buy that Pinhook and maybe bar or. I just or ask a friend for yeah. Go in with friends. Go in with friends on this one. Have a night of it. Have conversations about it. Some of you may really like it. Some of you might not like apples or sour apples or oak or oak. And then it's definitely not your jam. Yeah, but it's a you know 
it doesn't you can taste what a well-crafted bourbon is going to be like. I think both of these fall into that category. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. It's a hard conversation. It's a very tough conversation. Yeah. And people will probably go back and forth on it for a long time. But I mean, you're a bar or come to my house and have it. Exactly. Apparently a buy because, well, I own the bottle, but I'm think I'm it's more of one of those I can't drink this every night. I just can't. No, you don't get a you don't get a bottle like that and go through it quickly unless no. you have the disposable income to go have more than one. Definitely not. So, this is I honestly probably won't touch this for maybe another month when maybe all my buddies come into town for like the holidays or something. Fair enough. And then bring it out and be like, "All right, guys. Come on." Fair enough. All right, Gideon, uh, thank you for filling in for Zeke. We we hope we'll get you again. Uh, make sure you go follow him at Gideon Boley on Instagram. Follow his bourbon forward page at The Whiskey Note. He's also on Instagram that way. Uh, make sure you, you see whenever he's in town doing a show too, though. Go support him in that way. You can follow Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can follow us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You can follow us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Join our Facebook group. It's how Zeke and I are going to be talking to each other uh, these next couple of weeks while he is doing everything with the baby. But we have a Facebook group, Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Go ahead and find us there. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and the audio version of YouTube. And we would appreciate if you left us a five-star review and told us why you liked us. Gideon, anything to say before we leave? Pour it up with the boys. Have a good time. Cheers. Cheers.